to the podcast, everybody. Look, it's good to be back. We're back. As Crane typically yeah. says, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been almost a year, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. A few things have happened. Well, yes, there's been a few things what, going on. What took so long? Just hard to get you to do anything. Hard to get you <laughs> off the couch. Hard to get you on the couch. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been here. <laughs> I've been here. My weight shows it. Yeah. Well, uh, pounds. yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. I, uh, we've got a special guest today <laughs> with us here. Old Wild Bill Branham. Welcome to the podcast, Billy. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> good to have you. Oh, yeah, it's good to be here. I thought I was just going to be part of the audience. <laughs> Heck no. Well, like, like you just sit in the studio audience? Studio audience, audience yeah, studio audience. audience. Oh, no, man. You're all in. <laughs> yeah. So, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Uh, maybe just so people know a little bit about who you are, why don't you uh, give us a brief history of Bill Branham, where you where you came from, Okay. Well, while you're here, what, what you do, what you do for a living. First of all, let's start with a disclaimer. Good. I don't speak for anybody but me. I don't represent any company, organization, just me. So whatever I say, I'm responsible for. Whatever you hear, you're responsible for. This is good to know. So I want to get that out of the way right now because, you know, I've had a lot of people think they hear stuff. and It's really not what I said, but they heard something, you know. So, no, I, I grew up uh, born and raised in Michigan. Go blue. Michigan. Michigan, yeah, Michigan. A uh, little town called Rives Junction. Um Lived there till I was uh, uh, 19, and then I went in the Marine Corps, um, joined the Marine Corps. Uh, did that for 11 years, and then um, uh, got out um, and started working in, in Cal as, as a correction officer. Did 23-plus years there, and then, then retired and moved to downtown Ephraim. Well, I'm more in the suburbs of Ephraim, not really downtown, but yeah. Downtown Ephraim. So, so Ephraim. How? I mean, Michigan to California. How? How did? How did you land oh, in Ephraim? Oh yeah, there was a there was a lot of stops in there. But um, my wife Erin, she's from Draper, but there was no way I could live in Draper. It just I just couldn't do it. Right. And so uh, my her her sister married a, a guy from Draper, and um, his dad ended up moving to Pigeon Hollow down here by by Ephraim okay. in 1990, 91. And so when we would come up here, I would drop Aaron off in Draper, and then we'd run down here and just run around the mountains, and that's how I got familiar with, you know, this area. And then when it came time, 2013, you know, we retired and said, oh, well, let's let's get the heck out of California. And this, this was the closest place to Alaska I could get. <laughs> she wouldn't move to Alaska. There's no way. <laughs> this was as close. This is close. What What got you into the Marine Corps? Like, what? what why did you join? Oh, man. man, there's a. <laughs> this, this, is, I mean, this is kind of fun because here's the, train, here's the thing. National he could Guard. have. He could have joined the army. I could have been on the right side, but you just said it. I could have. I could have. But luckily, I seen the light. No. Um. You know. Uh, it really wasn't. Like on the radar to join the Marine Corps per se, uh, I'm so glad I did, but it wasn't really there. It was more, it was more for spite. Um, I was dating a girl back then, and and she wanted me to go to some Halloween party that coming weekend. I said I don't want to go, and she go you're you're gonna go. I, oh okay, and 
I just happened to be driving by the recruiting office the next day, and I go, you know what? Let me go in there. And just so happened I parked in the parking lot. Well, the back door, if I went in the front door, I probably would have been in the Army not knowing any better, and, you know, and <laughs> my life would have been totally different. But well, I walked, walked in make the, mistakes, you know. <laughs> I know. I walked in the back door, and I went. The first office was the Marine Corps. I says, hey, uh, I want to join. And the guy's eyes lit up because it was the end of the month. Because I went to, it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I went in there. He goes, we can get you, what do you want to do? I go, I just want to be infantry. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I mean, the lowest form of life is the infantry, you know, so. You can pass those tests. Yeah, Let's, he goes, I can get you to MEPS tomorrow. And I went, on Wednesday, I went to the recruiter. Uh, Thursday, I went to MEPS. Friday, I went to Detroit to stay at the hotel. Saturday, I flew to san diego to go to boot camp how old were you 19 19, 19. i've been out of high school for a little, little less than a year you joined the marines to avoid going to a halloween party is that what i'm understanding i, I live my life for spite and i you know and my mom and dad didn't know until i got to i was just gonna camp. say what was your mom like your mom and dad just they well no back then when you went there you didn't get to make a phone call to say hey i got here okay yeah we had to we had to write letters and so I had to write a letter. So my mom got a letter from me and the United States Marine Corps saying, hey, congratulations, your son joined the Marine Corps. And <laughs> What she, year What uh, year would that have been? 1980. 1980. A Halloween of 1980. Holy I, I got to boot camp Halloween night. Judas. Yeah. It was trick or treat. Yeah. Did, did you go home and like, hey, mom, uh, I joined the Marines. I'm out. No, because I was living. I was Okay. Li- so you yeah. weren't at home. Yeah, I wasn't at home. But she thought it was pretty funny. You know, she thought, you know, <laughs> you know, you've done some really stupid things yeah. in life. and You're, you're going to pay for this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. This yeah. one ought to be a good mistake. Yeah. But it worked out great. I, I yeah. loved it, and it was a great oh, – it was just – I met more people from all walks of life, like yeah, like you yeah. did in, in the Army. That's and it was just great to see, you know, a plethora of uh, different personalities and ideas and thoughts and economic backgrounds. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was great. I I recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Did man. you find it? Did you find it hard? Like physically? Was it? <laughs> I mean, know, for some people, it well, yeah, would and, nearly kill them. And the first, so I was dairy farming. So you get up at four to milk cows. Um, you know, after you milk cows, you got the other chores to do. In the summertime, you're bailing hay twenty four seven, or cutting silage or something. You, you you know, milk cows in the evening. You go to bed about I don't know nine ten at night. And so when I got the boot camp. You know, Reveille's at five. Oh, cool. I get to sleep in. <laughs> cool. And then and then three real meals a day, yeah. you know, and then actual, you know, working out. I went to boot camp laying 150. I graduated 180. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is sweet, you know. And, yeah, it, it was a big change in that sense. But the hard part, after the first week, you figure out, well, they're just going to yell at you. Yeah. I mean, back then they kind of put their hands on you a little bit. But nothing, you know, nothing – the extreme, you know, not hitting you, grabbing you and pulling you here and pulling you there. So, yeah, it wasn't hard. They they do that, those kind of techniques just to weed out. I mean, they, they do they want to get rid of a few of them, like when they get there, a few of the recruits? or I, I would, and I'm not the expert on this, but I would guess they don't want to weed you out, but you will weed yourself out. You know, yeah. you will, as long as you're training and you, you continue to do what they tell you to do, you might not do it to the degree they want you to at first, but 
I mean, I would I would say probably ten percent, you know, don't make it. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, but even then, I think there's that. It's a program, man. Like them guys know what they're doing. Yeah. I, it's like it's like a break. Them guys meaning the the, the drill sergeants. Yeah. Like they they know what they're doing, and it's it's like a breakdown process. You think about it. Uh, you got a bunch of kids because in in the army you had you know people that would were choosing that over jail and yeah. All, so all different types. Then you got guys like me just out of high school. Pretty much right. So, mom and dad shelter you, whatever you know. Maybe just you got a whole bunch of people from all walks of life that half of them don't even know how to be yelled at, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we're gonna go ahead and jump right in here, yeah, and we're gonna push all of your limits, and any expectation you have, we're gonna blow it up right now, and we're gonna." They see don't know how, how to be yelled at. I mean, that kind of goes with like the whole respect thing. They don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, really, how to respect or how to. Give respect, is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, they just don't know how to take being yelled at. Like like being a subordinate a subordinate, basically, right. Yeah. right? Like just being able to take it. Like a lot of like like somebody might take that as disrespect and think they need to fight, you know? Yeah. And 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 just realizing like you are not the top dog right here. Like I'm the top dog and we're gonna teach you some things, but like as a as a soldier, you have to be able to take orders. Yeah. And yeah. and some of them some of them guys don't know how to. I mean, when you first get there, you just don't know, you know. And and nowadays they they have you kind of go through some pre stuff, and so it's not quite the culture shock, you yeah. know, it was back then because they they got a lot of money in you. I mean, yeah. just when you walk through the front door, it's an investment. Yeah, and so they don't want to lose you. So the 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 more they can train you, the 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 more payback they get on that investment. Yeah, but I think to answer your question though. The yelling is more about like thickening up your skin, I think, than anything. Like, I mean, you got to harden you a little, but you got to get you got to get tough. It's time to be tough, it's, and it's a mental game. I found, at least with the army side, it was more like a, a mental. I mean, there were some physical aspects to right. it, right? Like you had to do your PT test, whatever. But uh, it was a big mental game. Like they were really going to test your mental abilities and push you to whatever limit you had, and then see how you react now in a high stress situation. When your brain's all tore up and twisted around, and now let's snap it on you because that's the kind of stuff you're gonna see. Well, well, I mean that, and you, if yelling's gonna frazzle you, just imagine when someone's shooting at you. Yeah, you know? like right. do do you want <laughs> right. that? Do you want that guy watching your back that can't handle somebody just like yelling right. at you? Yeah, no, don't right. don't get in my foxhole. <laughs> <laughs> no, so sir. so where did where did your where did the Marines take you to? Oh man. Um, uh, so when I first joined, I, I joined the reserve Marine Corps and I, you know, went to boot camp, went to my school and then went to my unit in Lansing, Michigan. And I did one or two drills. I'm like, you know, I, I want to go active duty. I, I like this. So basically just signed a paper and they shipped me out to Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. And, you know, timing's everything. I got there. We did a couple months of training and then we went to, they call it a NATO cruise where you go to. England, Norway, and Amsterdam. It's a three-month deployment. You zip over there. You do a couple-week op with the Brits and then a, like a NATO op in Norway up above the Arctic Circle. And uh, we trained for that in Minnesota, Fort mm. Ripley. Yeah. And it was the coldest place on the planet, Fort Ripley. <laughs> and there was like a half inch of snow. So they, I was in the snowshoe company. So we had to wear our snowshoes for two weeks in snow that's that deep. So you're just tripping over everything, <laughs> you know. And I was like, oh, this and this the ski company was even worse. 
you know, they're, they're <laughs> but the Marine Corps dude, Hey, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I did that and I came back and then I just started volunteering for every deployment. So I'd come back from a deployment, uh, do like a week of leave. We'll go home to Michigan and then go to my next unit to go to another deployment. And my next deployment was, uh, they called it a Unitas, uh, watch 82. So we went to the Caribbean, went through the canal, Panama canal, Went all the way around South America, um, hit countries everywhere. That's where I, he said I've been to Peru. Or Chile. Or I've been to Chile, too. Yep. But um, um, went through the Straits of Magellan and went around. Um, it was right after the Falkland Wars, so we had to go around the Falklands because Argentina wouldn't let us go between the Falklands and Argentina. And then Uruguay, Brazil, uh, across to Africa, the five countries there. And they changed names over there, so I couldn't even tell you what the names are now are the countries. And then back to the States. <laughs> Went another vacation, went to my next deployment to the Westpac, uh, Western Pacific, um, Korea, um, Japan, Okinawa, Philippines, and then over to uh, Diego Garcia. Not many people know where that is. It's a little tiny island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. So I'm missing like holy cow! I'm missing like uh, like I don't know like a couple hundred miles, and I've been all the way around the world. You've been about everywhere. Wow! And then came back from that and reenlisted. Um, and went to embassy duty. And I had to reenlist for six years to get a three-year duty station. That's the Marine Corps for you. <laughs> so uh, I did a year in Israel and then uh, and then two years in El Salvador. Came back to the States, but this time I'm in Camp Pendleton. And then did another deployment to the Western Pacific. And then, uh, heavy, and then I came back, worked at division schools for the rest of my time, and then got out. That's all within like an eleven year. Yeah, I got out. I got out in May of ninety, and went to start working for the Department of Corrections. And then the war started, the Gulf War. I'm like, dang it all! So I quit the department and joined back up the Marine Corps. Went right back to my same unit. They were already in in Saudi Arabia. Um, Didn't do a thing. Um, Stayed there two months because the war was only the ground war was only four days. Yeah. Oh, really? So I could have called in sick from, you know, <laughs> <laughs> from the Department of Corrections, <laughs> corrections and yeah. went, to, went to the war. But, yeah, they got, got back, and uh, they said everybody just signed up for the war. You can get back out again if you want. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. And that was, that was the end of my military career. <clears throat> what, what got, were you just tired of it? What, what got you out? I, yeah, you know, in the Marine Corps, there's, back then there was an 18-month cycle. So six months you're kind of doing nothing, admin kind of thing. You're yeah. at a base. And then six months you're training, so you're always gone from that base to different parts of the country to do um, training venues, and then six-month deployment. And so you just do that rotation. And then once you get – I was a sergeant when I got out, but when you get to a certain level, when you become a staff NCO or sergeant, that part in the Marine Corps, you either go recruiter or you go to drill instructor. And I really didn't want to do either. So I just said, you know what – I have my. You would have been a good recruiter, I feel like, Bill. Like you, re- <sighs> yeah. you recruited several youth <laughs> around here, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know, I, that that and just being poor, you know, <laughs> being poor and living out of your sea bag. I just got done with it, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Were you married during all that? Any yeah, that? I I got married um, towards the end of my career. That didn't pan out real well. So, um, you know, Marine Corps that they didn't issue a wife. But I know a, I know a bunch of people that you know they were able to make it work. Yeah, Mark Anderton. Yeah, him yeah, and Justin. Shout out to Mark. 
Shout out to Mark. He he made it. And he's one you ought to talk to about recruiting because, I mean, a drill instructor because he was a drill instructor. He was a, a drill instructor um, company first sergeant. He was the first sergeant at drill instructor school. Wow. You know, did, so, did you know him prior? I mean, did you know him <laughs> early on in the Marines? Well, when I came back from embassy duty, I came to Camp Pendleton 1-1, first Marines. Um, and Mark was coming from 8th and I. That's the guys at Washington, D.C. that do the silent drill team and, you know, open the front door for the White House for the president, that kind of that kind of thing. So we both met right there. We both checked into 1-1. We both checked into Stapleton together. And we were in the barracks. I remember we were in the barracks kind of looking at each other. And, and I, you know, I, he was a corporal then. I was a sergeant. And uh, something just clicked. You know, we didn't, we didn't say where we where we from. We just said where we came from, duty stations. And uh, and then one day or something, it, he uh, he said, "Well, you know, you 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 go to church." I go, "Yeah," and I, you know, I'm not real active then, but I go, "Yeah." And uh, he goes, "Well, what do you go?" And I go, "Well, I'm, back then we could say Mormon." I said, well, <laughs> I, "I said I'm Mormon." He goes, "Really? Me too." And and from there it was, you know, we thick and thin together yeah. from from the day out you know so yeah i've, I've known him for since 87 tell us your tell us your uh your uh story that where you met uh who'd you meet what, what? oh president monson yeah oh, go, because that, that's got mark in it right oh yeah yeah oh yeah and he could he could he could verify i can go get my journal too i can <laughs> clarify in there i don't too. know if i've ever heard this oh so mark we came home from the gulf war and um, he said, hey, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Because we had a couple of weeks off. Um, just get back from a war. We didn't really do nothing. I mean, but, yeah. And he says, uh, you want to come home with me? I said, yeah, I've never been to Utah. Let's go. So we drive from San Diego from Camp Pendleton up to, to Salt Lake because he lived in Holiday at the time, his mom and dad did. And um, the whole way up, we're talking about he's – you know, kind of laying out, you know, and as a kid grew up in the church from Michigan, you know, Utah, the streets are paved with gold. Everybody's, you know, wearing white. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you just got this perception of Utah, you know, and, and we're going up there and he's kind of trying to tone it down for me saying, well, it's not quite like that. You know, he's I go, toning the expectations. Yeah. So we're like, I don't know, in the trip somewhere, maybe by Vegas. And I said, you know, we ought to go to go see the prophet. He goes, well, you know, you just can't go see the prophet. I go, why not? We're we're United States Marines. Do anything. <laughs> and and he's like, well, you know, I I don't I don't think you can just go see him. I go, we'll go see him. He's got he got to have an office, you know. Yeah. And so we keep driving, we keep talking about it, and we get to his mom's house, and we got there pretty early in the morning, like one or two. So we went to bed, got up, you know, six or seven, and. Uh, I said, you know, and we'd already said, well, we'll just get dressed, you know, have breakfast and go. We'll put our blues on and dress blues and go down to Temple Square. And he's like, and and at this point now, he's just kind of humoring me. He's like, okay, Bill, let's go. And even his mom and dad were like, you're going to do what? <laughs> and they've lived in Utah their whole life, you know. And and uh, I said, yeah, we're going to go see the prophet. And, they, and I can't remember at the time. I don't know if it was. What year would have been? It was 80, um, 87. Would that have been like? Benson, Benson, or somebody. So, so we we get down there, we we drive down, and I don't know if you've ever been like driving, you know, parking there. 
There's I, a parking lot underneath the underneath. I guess it'd be underneath the fountain now, or right in that area, or was. So we pull up, and there's a gate guard there, and he goes, and I'm driving, and so um, we pull up, and he, uh, yeah, can we help you? Yeah, I'm here. We're here to see the prophet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll go down. <laughs> And I am not putting any chili on this dog. <laughs> we're here to see the prophet. We're here to see the prophet. So see it he goes, screws oh. right up, roll down the window. Yeah, we're here to see the yeah, prophet. So he goes, okay, go all the way to the bottom floor of the car parking basement and park there, and you'll see a door, and you go into that door. Okay, cool. We drive, we drive, we drive by. Mark's like, oh, we are gonna get busted, and, and it is gonna fall apart. I go, what are they gonna do? You know. Yeah. So we drive down, park. We get out. Well, down there, there was two doors. There was a, do- the, a, and they were both the same color, kind of a white color. And we, we walk up to the doors. Now we're in dress blues and this one door opens. Well, that's the door to the basement of the temple. And, and this, and this guy d- in dress what, blues for the, those of you that don't know, is it's your, uh, nice dress uniform. Yeah. It's the one you see in. So all you guys the- look legit like, you got, yeah. Uh, so when oh, that yeah. guard said, Hey, what can I help you with? And you said, we're here to see the problem. He probably thought, Oh, straight up. He's looking, yeah. they're looking good too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure like yeah. suited up pretty oh, much. Yeah. Like, so yeah. that guy comes out of the temple door, all dressed in white. We're like, Whoa. And, and I hadn't been to the temple. Uh, I don't know if Mark had yet either. I'm not sure on that one. So don't quote me on that. So he comes out and he, you know, older guy, good temple worker. He goes, oh, Hey Marines, what are you, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're here to see the prophet. Oh, well, you just go through this door right here. And <laughs> and he starts talking to us. And we're, all right, well, you guys go through there and, and go on upstairs. And, and and he's right upstairs. Okay, cool. Well, he didn't really tell us. So we walked up. Well, it puts you in the the big, tall church office building. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, okay. So we just want, there's a little information desk right there in the middle. And we just walk up to it. And this lady at the time, she goes, yeah, um, can we help you, Marines? Yeah, we're here to see the prophet. Oh, well, you need to go to the building in the front. There's a littler building. I don't you guys, there's a church office building. Then there's a one in the front that's just the apostles gotcha. and the president and the first, the, the, the counselors. Okay, cool. So we, me and Mark start walking. Mark's like, I do. We are way deep into this. We are way deep. <laughs> we're we're I, neck deep at this I go, point. <laughs> I go, we're Marines, dude. It, nothing's going to happen to us. So we walk around to the front of that building, walk in the door, and now you're, it's a big, long hallway to um, the little information desk. And we walk, and we, you actually walk by the prophet's office, the, the first counselor, second counselor. You walk back to this guy that's sitting there. He's looking at us the whole time like, what, what are two Marines doing here, you know? <laughs> and we, I walk up to him, and he goes, uh, can I help you? I go, yeah, we're here to see the prophet. Well, he's not in. He's, uh, he's you know, he was sick or, you know, under yeah. the weather. I mean. I go, oh, okay, cool. Well, what about one of the counselors? <laughs> we'll take one of them. Like, who else you got here? <laughs> who, who is it? And, and, and Mark's just, just kind of shaking his head, just like, well, President Monson's here, but um, I don't know if he's, you know, able to see you. Go over there and sit down, and, and I'll I'll see. So we go over and sit down. Mark's like, we are going to get busted, dude. I, I go, okay, so what are they going to do? They're not going to do nothing. And so the door right behind us opens up, and this lady comes out, and she goes, you Marines look so good. What, what, are you here to see the prophet? I go, yeah, but he's, you know, obviously, you know, sick. And, and she goes, well, President Monson, let me see if I can get him to, to say hi. Cool. And back then, I wish I had a phone, you know, for cameras <laughs> yeah. and stuff. But she goes in. She comes back out with President Monson. 
and he says, come on in. And we walked into his office, and Mark's just like, if anybody looked like they were, you know, passed out, it was, it was Mark. He's like. He's white. Yeah, he's like. White. And President Monson, he, he, I mean, shook her hand. You could, you could feel the spirit. I mean, you could. And, and he just says, you know, I said, I, I, I would I like to refer to my journal, but I don't have it here. But I, I know I said, I, I know, you know, the church was praying for the military in general, but, you know, for, during the war and, you know, thank you. I mean, I could feel that. And he goes, absolutely. He goes, you know, I was in the Navy. And I go, yeah, I, I did know that. You know, he was, he didn't do a mission. He went in the Navy. And, uh, and we kind of chit-chatted for, now it seemed like forever, but you know, five or ten minutes, and then um, he goes, "Would you guys do me a favor?" Absolutely, President. What, what, what do you got? He goes, "Can you go up in that big building?" And I guess there's a seventy in charge of military. Could you go talk to him and, and tell him about your experiences and, and as a member and in the military? I go, "Absolutely." And so we we went over. He made the call. And we went over there, and now there's somebody at the big church building meeting us at the door. Yeah. Come with us, you know. And, I, and Mark's like, I cannot believe we pulled that off. And this guy, we went up and talked to him for a little bit, and then went. He said, "Would you guys uh, like a t- t- tour of Temple Square?" Yeah, that'd be cool. And he had the temple president give us a tour. Really? And we got the tour. Then we got uh, to go to the uh, music and the spoken word. Um, they that I don't know if you've ever been to that, but they have a little thing. It's never on TV. The VIP guests they read their names off. And me and Mark's name were <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were VIPs. You made yeah. you, you made yourself uh, VIP. We made ourselves VIP. So that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> if you got if you can play the role, I mean, a lot of good things will happen to you. That does not surprise me one bit, man. <sighs> not a bit. It was great. And Mark Mark is just he he was laughing at the end. He just goes, I I can't believe. And and his mom and dad were just dumbfounded that that even could happen. I go. Put on dress blues. You can do anything. Oh my gosh, that's exactly right. I well, you can see why. I mean. I mean, most people that have any kind of you know sense of pride in America, they're gonna, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take you under their wing and do whatever they can when they see a couple guys dressed like that. I would think. And I wouldn't recommend that anyone on you know try that. You know, I don't. I'm sure <laughs> things have changed. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can pull that off like I did, but yeah, that is cool. That's that awesome. is cool. So then after that, okay, <clears throat> you get into the corrections world. Oh yeah. You spend twenty years. Twenty three. In California. In California, at three different prisons. Man, how was that? Um, you know, worked with a lot of great people. Is it a twenty-year retirement? Is that what? Yeah, very twenty. You, you can go. Yeah, twenty is kind of your benchmark, and you can go to work up to thirty if you want. So that would have been from like the year ninety-one. Yeah, ninety-one. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, or I guess twenty-three 12, years. Yeah, and then they let you buy your military time. So I, according to PERS, you know, or according to retirement system for. There, I, I left with 27 because I bought four years Marine Corps. They let you buy up to four years. So cool. you get four more years in retirement. Awesome. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. And then Ephraim, I'm still, I'm still, I mean, you had, she was from up there. In yeah. Paper, and you'd come where down did, here. Where to did see you meet her? Uh, Mark. We okay. went home and, and, and his aunt set us up. And yeah, that's, that's a whole other story. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so how old are you now? I'm 62. 62. And you've been, I mean, officially retired from from corrections, corrections since for, tw- 2012. And so, what have you done since then? When you moved to Ephraim, you you, you got a job here, just kind of just to waste, just to yeah, not to waste time, but to keep just me pass out of trouble. Time. Keep yeah. me out of trouble. Well, I went to Claude Hamilton. Um, at well, now it's V dot Meat. Used to be Christians to Meat, right? And walked in there, and him and his boy and Chris Olson were in there cutting. And I says, "Hey, 
you guys ever need help, you know, um, you know, killing? And uh, and they kind of looked at each other and looked at me, and they, you're like. You, you'd oh. never met any of these guys never prior? Met, never met any of those guys. And uh, Claude says, yeah, it was like a Monday or Tuesday. He goes, come down to the slaughterhouse Wednesday morning at 6. And and uh, I go, yeah, because I just love to learn. I've always loved to learn how to do this, you know. Yeah, yeah, come on down, um, you know, the first day. And uh, it's only one day a week, the kill day. So it was hard to get somebody anyways. So they kind of thought, well, if he works, you know, and. If he shows up. Yeah, if he shows up, because yeah. we've had a lot of people do that. If he shows up, but, yeah, I went down there and started doing that and then uh, um, been through, what, two owners now because he yeah, sold, to, still there. sold to Ryan, yeah. So it's been great. Love it. I mean. Who owns it now? Ryan, Reese. Ryan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They do a good job. Yeah. yeah. Real good job. Um, it's it, great to learn it. and um, Yeah. You can tell a good piece of meat from a bad piece of meat. That's for dang sure. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's one day a week. You, one you, day a week, you, and then you, you and kill. then and then uh, Lauren. Um, when we first moved here, Lauren Steck was the, one of the counselors in the bishopric, and we were just chit chatting. And and he said, "Yeah, I, I have a glass shop." I, oh, cool. My neighbor in, in San Diego had a you know small glass shop like like the way smaller than Lauren's, and I said, "Yeah, I, I you know helped him out every once in a while because he." need that third arm and i said yeah if you ever need help you know just give me a holler you know so i don't know four five six months later he hits me up hey you still uh you still willing to help i go yeah if you need some help holler i ain't doing nothing and uh so that was like a monday and you know we worked that day and then yeah well could you help tomorrow yeah yeah no problem i go wednesday i gotta go kill but yeah tuesday thursday he goes uh he says, "Well, can you you know, help, help Friday? Yeah, no problem, no problem. Hey, well, we need to we need to talk about you know what we're gonna pay you." I go, well, "I was just helping you. I wasn't looking for money." <laughs> he goes, "No, no, no. We gotta pay." You. And he he said, "Well, you know, threw up a number." I said, "That's fine. I don't I don't care. I just you were there doing it for free. I, you know? I was just do helping out. You know, I just yeah. helping him because that's my neighbor in San Diego. Uh, he just needed that extra hand to lift the mirror, you know, windows too big, you know, so it wasn't ever yeah. any money transferred. So, yeah, and I, I've been doing that ever since. So that's, that's the, that's an art. It is. Oh, I, bro- I broke some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I broke some stuff. I was going to say, a, a Marine with a fine touch. I don't <clears throat> know that I've met one. Well, yeah, I, I've <laughs> learned what, what glass can do if you don't respect it. No, you've got a great thing going though, Bill. You got a wonderful home down there. Yeah. You got your kind of little ranchette kind yep. of deal going on where you got a few cows you raise. Yeah. Yep. BS Cattlemen's Association. BS. B- yeah, say. put a tell, plug in for that. Yeah, yeah, BS, yeah, tell us about the BS, BS Cattlemen's Association. How did that get started? So, are you founder or co-founder? Did, did you founder BS? It was kind founder? of uh it was kind of a conglomeration. <laughs> Tyler. Did you say, did you founder? Founder. Are you the founder? Did you found? Is it, are you the founder? Is that yeah. how you say that? I was founder. founder. Founder, like when you founder. Found. A horse. You're thinking of a horse. Founding father. Okay. Anyway. Eat no, too I, much green grass. No, uh, I, I would I would have to give a little credit to Tyler Crane. He's the one that said, you ought to do this. But uh, me and, so BS, Cattlemen's Association, is pretty world-renowned, but uh <laughs> B can be asking Sam for about anything you want to, but it was just a joke because you know you have other cattlemen associations and and they 
they act like they're a pretty big deal. And and when you go up to some of those, like I, I've said to Craig Oberg, and he's like, who are them guys? I ain't never heard of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're up and coming. They're up and coming. <laughs> but it, it's me and Scott Seeley, and we got a total of 10 cows right now. <laughs> yeah. Between the two of you? Between the two of us. You got 10 cows. 10 cows. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it just – and then Branham, we, Will, Bill Branham. That's Bill Branham and Scott, Scott Seeley. Seeley. That's where you get the B and S. Well, yeah. BS. Yeah. Bill and Scott. Bill and Scott. Um, some other acronyms you can come up with, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially with you two. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's been awesome because you guys have a little cattle drive you do. Oh, I love that. I mean, That is fun. The kids, you know, there's nothing for kids to do hardly anymore. So I said, you know, I'm going to have them. I want them to get up in Sacramento and 60 years ago, I remember when this old guy, crotchet old Marine, that had these kids come over, and, and I was one of them, and we had the cattle drive. And it's crazy on YouTube. It is. We do some of them videos, and you get – Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My kids look forward to it, man. It's a, oh, it's, yeah. a it's a thing that – I mean, when you go – when we go do it, like you say, there's, there's 8, 10 cows. There's 8, 10 cows. And there's 15, 20 guys on ho- – yes. kids on horses. <laughs> the cows. Right? So there's 2 to 1 at least, <laughs> you know, horse to cow. And, and, and your kids are hilarious on that little pony. Yeah. I mean, you can jump over the thing if you, yeah. you, know, if you right. fell off. But, yeah, the kids – I think the kids love it. And we give away, you know, the horns or, you know, a, a cattle Oh, head. yeah, you yeah. do a great job. You have a little dinner that you yeah. do there. And it's a fun it's a fun get-together. I hope the is. kids remember pushing cows, you know, and Ephraim when they're 60, oh, they 70. Will. What's Absolutely. funny is it's like – from where you have them at your house, yeah, you, to where you summer them, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like fifteen hundred yards. But we take the long way it's with a, them, and you make it like a two mile yes, trip to get over there. Kids, it's kids. a five acre parcel <laughs> that is. we can go straight through. It is, it is. So, but I, I I just want the kids to have something. I mean, there's you oh, know, yeah. stupid phone or you know. Well, PlayStation. <clears throat> that's just it. There's not a lot of that. That even even in smaller communities like we live in, I mean, there's not a lot of chances like that for for most kids. No, and the cows are pretty much docile. Oh, they know where they're going too. Right. It's not so like they... the the kids could probably walk them there, you know. But it gives them a chance to get on. But a like horse. Reg, my four year old, he yeah. thinks he's just oh. cooler than cool. And Chris you know? Chris Olson kids love it. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. So and and any kids invited, I mean. If oh, yeah. they got a horse, you know. Yeah, or if they don't, come walk, I yeah, guess. Yeah, come walk, I guess. Uh, yeah, heck, we had uh, Hudson's friend there. Yeah, on a four-wheeler. Yeah, on a four-wheeler, just because yeah. he wanted yeah. to be there. So, I mean, it's great food. Good, it's a good time. All the, all the women and wives show up there after, you know. We have a good cookout. The tri-tip's yeah. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that That's one wonderful. thing about you being a Californian, man, you know. Tri-tip. You know how to do tri- the oh, tri-tip. Well, here, here's the thing, though, too. See, Bill sells his cows. Yep. Like, kind of. Kind of did anybody. In fact, uh, uh, Christian bought one of his oh, cows. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christian. Our, Shout out to Christian, one of our, our previous podcast guests. Yeah. He, he, the old pickleball man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you were selling some guy in California when you called me. No, yeah, might as well be. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that pickleballing he's oh. doing. <laughs> no, well. Christian, good guy. But, yeah, he's he'd be my uh, my wife's cousin. Husband. Yeah, so, my wife's cousin. So, yeah, if you need a beef or half a yeah. beef, you got them for sale, Bill? Yep. Oh, yeah. we got. Well, I got to get rid of three pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. It's good homegrown beef. The thing is, is you can tell the difference between oh, absolutely. a good beef. Like, there was one time I had, I mean, because I've been pretty fortunate to have, whether it be an elk steak or a beef steak or something from either, like, my father-in-law will come bring me some or just whatever. I, I usually have some good meat. 
But for some reason, one time I didn't have a, a good steak, and I wanted a good steak, so I went to Walmart Ooh. and I bought a steak, Ooh. and it was pretty expensive too. And I was like, okay, I got it home. It was like, it was purple. It was like oily purple. Tri- I mean, it was garbage. I threw it away. I couldn't even eat it. It yeah. was has not some, good. Have some fresh salmon versus you know oh. store bought salmon. Oh man, that salmon you brought. Oh man, on your elk hunt, we just. Bill, oh. you just, he just had an elk tag here a couple of weeks ago. Late season elk tag, and you brought some of that salmon, oh. that smoked salmon. And That's the best. Good stuff. That's the best. I didn't have any of that. Oh man, yeah, you were you were on the other side of the valley. <laughs> I, I, I think we and should just we all... go and get our own. That's it. We go on the next trip to get yeah. our own. Let's go up there and do it again. Come on, that'd be you fun. know he, we had Crane as a spotter that day. We went yeah. out there, and Crane we stopped at Holly's pantry. Pantry. We're, we're going to keep it civil yeah, here yeah. For, for the podcast. There's some AKs for that. There's some AKs for Holly's Pantry. You local guys will know what the real name for right. that place is called. But we stopped there to get our goods and stuff for the day, you know. And Crane, I don't think, thought that he was going to be camped out on a ridge all day. He didn't get him anything. He said, I got me a bag of jerky. <laughs> but I literally told him there's a box in the back. And then, so he had your side by side all yeah, day. Yeah. And when you got uh, back t- together that night, he said, there's a whole box of food in the we back. We were so you hungry. Could, you could have lived up there for three months. <laughs> we were so oh. hungry. Uh, me and Dane, me and Dane were sitting up there and I, I had this jerky and, and it wasn't even that good to jerky, but I was like, this is all we got, man. Like we got to make this, <laughs> we got to make this last. Dane just kept saying like, are you sure? I like, I don't want to eat it all. I'm like, dude, I, I like, let's dive in, but we just got to make it work for the day, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's one thing about Bill, though. That you, you, uh, you're always prepared, man. Like, I know. I should have thought. Like, his side-by-side side has everything on it. Like, I'm sure there's a kitchen in there with, like. There co- is. Co- there <laughs> yeah, is. He, this, he's like, oh, you got, you got the burner in there there's and everything. stove. Yeah, there was everything. <laughs> they could have lived like kings. It was, like, was, the only box. Joke, it was really? like the only box I didn't open had yeah. everything in it. We we opened the cooler and we're like, okay, he's got water. I think it was like a Mountain Dew in yeah. there or something, you know. Dan's like, you think you care if I? Dry? I was like, I'm pretty sure you're fine, man. Go for it, you Help know. Help yourself. And uh, but then when we started to get hungry, then we just lost all focus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how I was talking about how the military pushes you to your limits and then you get frazzled up. Well, I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how to think on my toes anymore. Mm, that was a fun day, though. It was. But we were supposed to have something locked up at, like, 8 oh. a.m. It so. didn't work out. It never does, man. It never never goes the way you plan. Every, I should have known that, too, because every time I go into something thinking, oh, we got this one, I'm there all day. I got to plan. I, I should. It, but if you're going somewhere like, ah, we're just going to go spot, you go kill something every time. Yep. It's like, ah. Yeah, because we went out there the night before. And yeah. for the day before, we found this bull that was a, a good bull. And, and you know, we thought, hey, we'll ride in there on horses, yeah. have Crane set up the spot, and we'll get it done. But we get it th- get out there, and, and something boogered them bef- well before we even got into position. Yeah. And they kind of got into some pines on a steep, start, dark side hill. And we thought we'd wait them out all day. Well, all day we sat there and then finally decided these things aren't going to move until we dark. Move we move them. Yeah, and so yeah. we thought we'd put a plan together to move them and – when you do that, it never works. I mean, very rarely does a drive like that work, and it didn't. No, nope. they just they just busted out of there too quick, too fast. And from my angle, it looked like it worked pretty good, but just didn't get a shot off. Oh, they it, were in. And it out. was it was hard from where we were sitting on the same kind of side hill they yeah. were. Oh, it was, I'm it, sure. I, I, 
Bill's trying to pick him up in a scope, and I said, "Oh, he's right there. He's coming this way." And he's he just it was just too quick, too fast. Yeah, yeah and there was some thick stuff they were kind of running through there. Yeah, too, oh, so yeah. Sure in and out of mahogany, and and from my view, it was clear as day. But know? I think what happened is there was a couple bulls there, two or three bulls, right? Three, three bulls. Two of them kind of busted out lower. One busted out sooner than the other two. The one we wanted busted out high above us, came yeah. above us, and then kind of escaped it you know, back to where we had the horses tied up. And when we got back to the horses, where oh. we tied the horses up, it was a wreck. There was like four horses that were had reins broke. Yep. And and <laughs> yep. so I, what I'm betting happened is that bull went right, went right must have went right through them all and just scared them all yeah. to death because they were all busted up. And we're yeah. lucky we, we, we had a ride home, out of there that night because most of them were, like I say, just Yeah, it's a good thing there. we went over there when we did, too, right before dark. We kind of gathered everything back up and tied reins yeah. together yeah, and tied reins together and got home yeah <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a long day but i mean really the push pushed him right to where we thought it, it, it actually yeah, that's where you wanted to I go mean, but i mean it worked out but it was just a lot fat the the speed yeah it was just like too fast you couldn't yep. and from where you guys were at you couldn't just couldn't make it happen no nope. and that's that's usually what happens when it's fast Yes, yep. it's hard to make it happen. But it was it was one of those situations like okay, we could have, I mean, you you could have waited them out and, and then just backed out of there and come after them the next day. But there were also some other hunters in there that knew about them. There was the fact that it was like you know a long ride in there. It's yeah. a long ride to the point where you start to ride a trailer two. Yeah, I mean you're from from town. You're two hours seventy to where you want to load. Yeah, and then from there you you ride in, you know, six miles. And out six miles. It's just, it was it was a decision we made. And right. And there's just ain't wasn't the elk that we get you during the whole week. Oh, I never saw one elk that you go. Oh, we got to get this one. This year's elk hunt. Yeah. For it, I mean, just speaking in general. Yeah. I'm sure there's a couple good bulls that got killed here there, but nothing like what you typically see. Yeah. No. The, the the quality was just down this year, and I think most people would tell you that that are out there hunting yeah. a lot, they tell you the same thing. The quality was down, and the numbers are down. Where we were out hunting. Yeah. Uh, in the late season, I kid you not, we should have been seeing anywhere from 60 to 100 bulls a day. And that last day we hunted out there, we had, I don't know, eight of us? Yeah. Six or eight people out there, you know, spread Looking. out through the hole. And how many bulls did we see? One. One little raghorn. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think weather had anything to do with it? Because, I mean, like last year, the snow, like during the same hunt, like just right here in Ephraim, like we had like a foot of snow. Yeah. Eight inches of snow just I, right here in the foothills. I think so, may, maybe. But usually the weather doesn't have as big of an effect as what you would think out there where we go. Cause because they're once, just, once they get done rutting, they're done rutting that's they're, where they they're go. Gotcha. And, and it's kind of that kind of a thing. But I, I, gotcha. I don't know. It's, so they're not really pushed there. No. That's just where they go. They that's just, just that's just where they winter. So that's where they go when they're done gotcha. rutting. Gotcha. You know, but I don't know. But the one I got, I'm happy. Yeah, man. I'm glad you got. I'm glad you ended up yeah. getting one. I and, wish you could have got it with and everybody. It, it ended up being, as a crow flies, five miles from your house, maybe. Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That after, is cool. after doing about 130 a day. So, yeah. so was there a good story on that one? I mean, how, how, um, how'd that work? Claude out? seen him the day before Friday night. He seen he seen seven or, yeah, no, five bulls and two were shooters. He said, "Okay, all right, cool." So, you know, we've been chasing tail the whole every any kind of intel we. You, run yeah, to there and yeah. start looking. So I said, okay, well, and shout out to, to Carson Dykes, man. Yeah. That dude, that dude. Was he was with you for a lot of the, start a lot to of the finish week. just about really. And yeah, he, 
he hurt his leg, so he goes, oh, yeah, there's nothing I can do. I can ride around glass, you know, so let's cool. go. So he we put him over on White Hills glass and back towards kind of Alder. Um, what's that guy's name? The Alder Bill Allred. Or, or Bill Allred, Allred. Canyon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were kind of over by the old sheep trail that goes up. But he said there was three. I, Me and Claude could never see the other two. We just seen that one. And we got to about 800 yards, kind of put a stock on. And, and over there, there's a lot of rolling hills. And you can move pretty pretty easy without getting seen. So we closed that to about 325. And I shot the, the first shot. And you, I could see I had great position to shoot from. I could still see through the scope when I shot that he just kind of flinched, you know, like, and then, so I said, okay, and racked another one, shot him again and dropped him. And I shot him right at the kind of the base of his neck. Second so, shot. Yeah. He dropped right there and didn't take another step. Sounds like you shooting a six and a half. No, <laughs> no, no. A six, five. I'm just no, kidding. No. <laughs> Wait, you killed the elk, right? Right. Right. Okay. Because yeah. I, I use a man caliber. You, you wounded. You wounded him. Oh my gosh! Year. It's so funny. This six five. I, uh. I, I, I love it. Like, okay, I really don't have like any beefs with the six five, but you get online, like on some of these. But there you know, are lovers. Oh, there the are. Six and, and the funnest thing to do is like whenever they post something about you know their six five, like just. You know, put a comment in there about like it being a woman's, you know, caliber yeah. or something He's like that. I thought it was, and it just it just lights a fire like you wouldn't believe. I thought it was. Oh, oh, it's, isn't it? it's awesome, man. Oh it's my so god! I shot with a three hundred eight. That's the only big caliber gun I know from start to finish. I've shot a bazillion rounds of that thing. Yeah. So yeah, there was no other. I shot a buffalo with it, and it it killed it. So yeah, it is true. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great round. I love my three hundred eight. Got it done. Got it done. Yeah, that's always a that's always a fun one to play is like what caliber are you gonna oh, shoot? Because everybody has their opinions. Oh yeah. You, you could probably tell somebody's wife's ugly, but if you make fun about their caliber, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. It is on. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just bump next level. Oh point, yeah. You know, oh so yeah. Uh, that's no joke either. Yeah, you yeah, you've had a few good tags in the last yeah, few Billy. years. Well that one that Buffalo was that because yeah, of drought. Because the drought, they 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 gave out a hundred more additional At tags. The end of the hunt, so it was January. Yeah. They had yeah. never they'd never done those hunts in yeah. January prior to that. And it was tough, and I don't I don't oh. know what the, I don't know what the success rate ended up being on that late January buffalo my, hunt. My group that. was fifty percent. I mean, my buddy Mark didn't get one, and I got one. It was a tough. Yeah, but I bet I bet even your group was. Uh, lot, like probably had a higher success rate than most people. Oh like yeah, 50%. because oh, there's no yeah. way like. I'll bet, I'll bet 10, 10, 15%. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't imagine that. That That's a miserable hunt. Oh, that. Like, if that, you don't just, know what It's just doing. hard to navigate. I mean, it's hard. The Henry Mountains are are kind of rugged and, and, yeah. and bad in the summer, yeah. in the warm months. But you add some snow to that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it really limits where you can get and, and, you know. Where you shouldn't get. Where you shouldn't get. Yeah, yeah. you can get yourself yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Get yourself in a bad spot in a hurry. Way hurry. Yeah, <laughs> but there's nothing funner than hunting buffalo in the Henry Mountains, man. Oh, it's I just like going down there, anyways. I don't even care to hunt. I mean, if I'm, it, hunting's great, yeah. but man, that's just some cool country. It is. That's the John Wayne country right there. You just yep. expect to see him riding around a bush any second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's no joke. Uh, 
What else, Bill? What else you got? I mean, what do you got going on now? What's your plans? What are you doing? Man, all my bucket list is done. My, Hold my on. Buff- you got something coming up, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. My, oh. my, I guess my Buffalo was, you know, that was four or five years ago. That was, you know, kind of a yeah. a, a big deal. And then the elk, I, I needed an elk, and that, that was probably my grand finale. And I guess my encore is going to, I'm going to go back to Israel. Yeah. For, oh, boy. Yeah. So tell us about this, man. You're so what 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 motivates you to go back there? What what just because of the conflict that's going on there currently? Well, or? I tried to go to Ukraine, but the the consulate here in Salt Lake said I was too old. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's up to you, man. I thought you need somebody to help yeah. kill people, but if not, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> so, and then the Israel thing come up, and I'm not going to, to sling lead or nothing. Um, it's a volunteers for Israel, and you go over there, they give you a uniform, give you some dog tags, give you a little ID card. You live on a base, and you're doing things that soldiers normally do, but it's not combat. You're making first aid kits or cleaning guns or, you know, stuff like that. And you do that that for what reason? So that they can – So they can take those soldiers and and put them in a more critical job. You you basically take the support roles. Right. And then right. that, that way and they can as push a civilian, yeah. I mean, this is these are civilians that are just signing civilians, up to do this. and 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 you can go on their website and you you don't have to be like a retired military no, guy or anything no, like no. that. No, anybody, anybody, and and uh, I really don't even think they have an age limit as far as kid, but because uh, you, you there was part of the application, you parent guardian for your child or whatever. But yeah, we're just gonna go over there, me and a couple uh, guys. Um, uh, one of them said, you ought to do a GoFundMe. I go, I've never done that. What, what do you do? And Just to see, because I've had a lot of people that I haven't talked to in years, you know, wanting to do that or, you know, want to go do it, but they won't want to go do it. And they go, well, I'll give you some money. You can go do it. Cool. So they're just helping me pay for my plane t- trip over there and back. What's your GoFundMe? Um, I'm going to look it up here. Yeah, it's on my it's on my Facebook page. Well, uh, uh, we ought we to just put it on the post when we uh, – but um, so we're gonna go over there January seventh. I'll probably go a little earlier. Um, and the other reason was I was stationed there, so I lived there for a year. How long are you going for? Just a couple weeks. Just two weeks for the camp, and then the couple guys going with me. They want me to take them around, you know, show them the yeah. sites, and you know, I said, yeah, no problem. And and but yeah, I was there for a year. Love the place. Love the people. Um, you know, and and. It's just a chance to go back. I haven't been there in 40 years, so yeah, chance to go back and kind of, you know, there's things I wanted to do when I was there, but I, you know, put it off, put it off, and then next thing you know, I'm gone. You know, yeah. So. so now this would be a good good opportunity to get back there, do something good, plus yeah. then get a chance to kind of see some of the things you didn't get to see. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, back then there was no Facebook or nothing like that, so I have zero contacts over there. Volunteers for Israel. Right. Is the GoFundMe? Yeah, but I'm up to like nine hundred bucks. Yeah, eight seventy five. Yeah, eight seventy five. Yeah. So well, we can link that, can't we? Just yeah. like if we throw it in the bottom. Li- yeah, and the, it, yeah, yeah. We can but link it there. You can. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. <laughs> but we were trying to get the four guys plane because the plane trip there and back is like fifteen hundred. Gotcha. So we were just trying to get get that, you know, from me. But the the cool thing was just the people I've worked with over the years that. Some I I talk to regularly, some I haven't talked to, and you know since I retired or, or even before that, and and they're like this is so cool, you know, and and the other the other part of it, you know, people, oh, I wish I could do that. 
well, let's go. Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> I go, well, I mean, you want to or you not want to? I mean, because, yeah, we're going to – we work over there on the base um, Thursday or Sunday noon to Thursday evening. That's their week. And then we're going to, you know, see if we can cruise around and, and maybe get in a little trouble. But, you know, yeah. I mean <laughs> – uh, it's just it, it's, be, be, most people are a little bit different than Bill. Yeah. Bill Bill's over here like what you, you don't, don't you just want to go? Well, yeah, let's go. Like, well, yeah, don't you just want to join the be, become a Marine when you're 19 because you don't want to go to a birthday party, <laughs> Halloween <laughs> party. Yeah, you don't want to go to a Halloween party, so just, just join the Marines. Hey, just just for the record though, she did think it was pretty funny. Yeah, when I came back out after boot camp. She yeah, did. she's like, oh, really, dude? Like, you, you uh, did that all for that? I go, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I don't like parties. Yeah, I don't like. I didn't want to go to that one. But yeah, the Israel thing I'll be good. I mean, and and the the two other guys, uh, one's a Marine, and then there's two Army guys. So we'll kind of like be dating them or something, I guess. <laughs> Babysitting them the whole time, <laughs> guardians or something for them. But Gosh. Um, but you know, we'll go to Masada, go to Jerusalem. I got my primary class writing little prayers. I'm gonna stick them in the Western Wall. Yeah, explain that. The the Jews. That's the only thing left of the Temple Mount. Is the retaining wall that Western wall? Yeah. Some people call it the Wailing Wall. Yeah. Um, but the Jews um, will put prayer notes, and they in the put, cracks in the stuff. cracks of the, the the. They must clean those cracks out. I mean, frequently, right? Uh, that or they probably fall out. I mean, mm. um, I would think. But I and I told the kids and and my my primary class is just they're like you're gonna go to Jerusalem. I go yeah, and we're gonna go to Bethlehem too, and and you know Christmas right right around the corner. They're like. You're going to go where Jesus was born? I go, yeah. I don't know if it's the exact spot, but, you know, it, Bethlehem. We're going to yeah. go there. And then up to Galilee, they want to go. Um, but Masada's a big one, and Armageddon. We want to go to what they call Megiddo over there, Armageddon, the valley. Oh, okay. Where the blood will be the stirrup of a horse, you know, during the, the, the great and final battle. I've been there, but I never took no pictures because I go on. Back then, pictures were you know, money. Yeah, if yeah. you if you'd had a camera oh. with you in half your life, I mean, you'd have been yeah. yeah. So some pretty cool photos. Yeah, but yeah, January fifth, uh, I'll probably take off. That's the wife's birthday. She was really pleased about that. I bet. Yeah. So sorry, Aaron. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or maybe maybe that's what she wants. Maybe, for her birthday. Yeah, yeah. Send me out. Yeah, send me out. <laughs> but yeah, and then come back yeah, middle of the month. You know, just a couple, maybe two and a half weeks total. Yeah. That's I cool, man. Yeah, after that, the bucket list is empty. I'm I'm good. That's probably the the encore. I'm just gonna calling it from there. Decompose, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a mission. You know, if you got it, having me go glass or something. Well, we'll have you. Yeah, for sure. Go, go glass. We got lots of lots of life still to live. Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't take it easy either. So that's half my problem. But anyone go? Anybody want to go to Israel? Let's go. You guys heard it. Yeah. Get get with Bill. Yeah, come on. You want to go to Israel, all you podcast listeners. I, I can't imagine too many people. You know, it, I mean, you in the Army, you're trained to run to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Away from it. And any fight I see, I you know, I want to. Be a part of it. Be a part of it, you know. The thing about the whole Israel thing is I, I don't understand. I, I, can't, I don't understand it. I don't understand the whole. I mean, it goes back thousands of years, right? The whole conflict there. Right. Oh, yeah. and it, 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 So, I mean. What's gonna? I mean, is it ever gonna? It's never gonna be resolved. The big guy, the guy come back, right? That's the only way this is gonna get resolved. I mean, they're just well, and the politics of it all has got all messed up, you know. Just between the two, Israel's never really started the fight. No, 
No, and 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 you'll never get. You, I mean, go ahead and Google it or whatever. But none of the Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, they won't take any Palestinian refugees. Yeah. They don't want them because yeah. they get there and start trouble. Yep. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not something – I don't think it's something you can fix in this life, you know, that mentality. And that's so deep. That's so yeah. far back. I mean, we're talking about a culture yeah. from the beginning of time. I mean, that thing is going back – it was like when you go to like these different places, like Iraq, for example. Like those guys just have a mentality that's different. It's a it's a culture that is like it's part of their brain. So when you're trying to create democracy in a place that does not know democracy, right. like they want a ruler, they want a king. Yep. Like and they naturally one person can control six hundred just by having a little bit stronger personality than the yeah. rest of them, and the other ones are like. We want to take whatever you say and do it, and then I have no responsibility. You know, like, oh, well, the king told me to, so I murdered my family, you know. Wow. Or whatever, you know, like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a culture. And you go from, you know, like Tel Aviv, and literally probably 15, 20 miles, you're in, you go to Gaza, the Gaza Strip, and it's night and day. Just, I mean. As far as what? Just the, the, the atmosphere. It's just. It, it, it's they don't look at things you know they don't live their life in in a way i mean we went so there's a hundred groups over there but when when we were there we go down to like the nevgad desert down like Ber- Beersheba, south israel and there's still guys living in bedouin tents you know i mean just herding goats and sheep and stuff and they're more hospital i mean hospitality wise they're, they're amazing they invite you in the tent and they want you to drink that that Turkish coffee. It's like Motorola out of a Cummins diesel. <laughs> I mean, it's it's past nasty. Yeah. I mean, you can't wire that down enough, you know. <laughs> it's just nasty. And, and but just great people, you know. But I don't know. You you put that that Muslim twist on it, and it's yeah. just going to another orbit, man. Yeah, and they just ch- they chase that down like through their blood. Yeah, like it's in their blood. It's, I, it's hard to explain to anybody. It's that, almost like, oh, I, I've told people it's almost like Michigan, Ohio State. I, I can't stand them, dude. I'll drive around Ohio. I, I will not go through Ohio. <laughs> I just will not do it. So I guess it'd be kind of like that, you know? Yeah. Until like the 10th power. Yeah. You just. Oh. Like in your blood, you don't even know why anymore. Yeah. I just, you know? These people, they have no desire for peace. No. no none of, I mean. No. And part of it is. On either side. Well, no, the Jews, but part it's of it true. with the Muslim, the only way they get their their Messiah, their Allah back, is the bloodshed. They they, they got to have <clears throat> dead bodies to get him to come back. So I yeah, mean, to 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 a normal human being, I mean, yeah. wouldn't that just like doesn't? I mean, I don't that doesn't register to me. No, I don't, I don't understand. Forget about it. I mean, you're not gonna there. Uh, when I was when I was in Israel in '85. We could still go on the Temple Mount, where the Dome of the Rock. But but the but then the Muslims ran it, and so you go up there and you had to play by their rules. They let you up there. I went in the Dome of the Rock. I went underneath the the rock. There's a little cave down there, um, and it's all you know. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I don't know exactly where the temple was, Solomon's Temple, but the 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 Muslims ran it, and I had a girlfriend. I can't remember, you know, we were talking I think, about where we're going to go eat afterwards. 
and I guess she raised her voice in the 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 Muslim guard or you know security guard up there. Hey, if you can't control your woman, you know she's got to go. I go, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I can't control you. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. But he, she's looking at me like, why? You know, and I go, we're le- we're leaving, dude. Sorry, we're we're out here. You know, we got off the mount, but they they yeah. they run under a different set of rules. It's like women don't have rights None. In, in that culture. No, no, no. no. You take you take some of our politicians that are on you know the Muslim quote unquote. You, you take them back there, they they would not even open their pie hole. No, not like they do here. That's that's exactly what gets me, man. Is, yeah, is you all know. the people that are protesting, put them on play. Hey, I'm going to Israel because I support it. Why don't you go to Gaza and support them? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go with the purple hair. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's. Well, I I know you won't. You only need a one way ticket because you're not coming back. Yeah, you won't. They won't let you come back. You're you gonna won't. be. You know. And they're all anti U.S. You know. Yeah. I mean, until you really see what it's like outside. Yeah. I mean, we we have it pretty good here. We have it amazingly good. I mean, just yeah. Our poor are the richest people on the planet. You know. I mean, when you go to other countries, I mean, you've been. Yeah. <laughs> we went to a, a quote unquote restaurant in Africa. And we just left them 20 bucks and didn't even get nothing. We just, like, we were afraid to even order. But we wanted to, you know, <laughs> short sports. So we just left 20 and said, hey, thanks, we're good, and walked out. You know, it was, yeah, and I'm amazed we didn't get nothing there, you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're, it, we live in a, a blessed country. We really do. And, I mean, I, we, I heard stories from, like, the interpreters and stuff over there from guys that were, like, like their daughters. Like, if, if they had a daughter and the daughter acted up, it wasn't strange for them to just be done with the daughter. Yeah. Like if, 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 if they disrespected the father multiple times and yada, 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 like they would just kill their daughter. Right. And it was totally, it was in their right. Honor killing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was in their right. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Israel itself, great place, man. You would love to go there. It's, it's beautiful. Um, they, truly made the desert blossom there. I mean, you would be amazed. I mean, half of them speak English. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is there like a big language barrier no, there? Where no. it's, it's, it's just more uh, kind of like a uh, sightseeing location now, so there's tons of English there? Well, most of them are dual citizenship too. Hmm. So a lot of them are from either Great Britain, America, Canada. I mean, gotcha. there's a lot. And, and a lot of people here in these countries send their kids there to school. You know, learn Hebrew, yeah. um, and then you know. So there's a lot of a lot of English being spoken there. I mean, you would not have a problem going into a restaurant or going into anything and communicating what you wanted. Cool. Yeah. Well, we've uh, we're in this an hour here. Might have to have Bill on a second time. Yeah, he's man. got. A, he, you're full. You're full of crap, oh, Bill. So I am got... full of crap. Full of, <laughs> I am full of crap. Full. I well, maybe we'll do one. I come back from Israel. Oh yeah, that'd be uh, yeah, cool. I'd like to ha- have you yeah, uh, return and report there. Because now, now going over, you've had one idea of what it was before. Before, well, now, I, now I had the full force of the United States Marine Corps with me last time. Now I'm solo. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no calling for backup. What year was that? You went to Israel. Eighty forty five. So forty years ago. Yeah. yeah. You're old. Dude. I am thirty nine. I am old. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the embassy, which is now the consulate in Tel Aviv, because I want to get a picture in front of that again. And 
yeah um, do that you know before and after picture kind of yeah. thing yeah you know? that's cool um but yeah the embassy's now in jerusalem so um might go up there and i i'm sure it's a new building because it was pretty small for when it was a consulate now it's an embassy so go there and see if we can talk to the marines because if we can get him good with the marines then we can get a little action and yeah maybe get a little <laughs> they, well there's get the blood pumping a little well, bit well no no there's a there's a king david hotel in tell uh, in jerusalem it's like a five star i mean yeah be above and beyond and back in the day the american government has a suite or had a suite of rooms there was probably seven rooms on the this upper floor um and if there was no dignitaries you know the vice president or whoever was in country if there's nobody there you could sign up for it and you could stay there because the, the government paid for it 24 hours a day, 365. So it was all of, always available to the American government. So if nobody was signed up for it, and you could go sign up for it. And I mean, we know. But you had to be a U.S. citizen? or You had to work at the embassy. Oh. Yeah, you had to work at the embassy. And so, yeah, me and three other Marines, we had this suite of rooms that was probably four times bigger than your house. <laughs> and wow. and the balcony opened up to the old city, old Jerusalem. So you could sit on the balcony and look at the old city and just, oh, it was amazing, you know. And, oh, that sounds cool. And room service and, you know, just, I mean, basically a homeless guy going to, a, you know, five-star restaurant. Yeah. You know, that was that was the Marines, you know. Oh, yeah. So we can get in with that guy. Hey, anybody signed up for the King David Hotel this weekend? Let's go. We can just take the Marine and oh, my sign, yeah. sign me up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. But, yeah, I can't wait to go over there. That's going to be cool. So, yeah, we'll have to do a return report on that one. Sounds yeah. good. It'll be good. I want to be. Good. I want to be Bill when I grow up. Nah, Still getting right? into all the adventures, man. This is like you know. I heard something kind of cool on a YouTube video. It says, you know, when we die, are you, well. The question was, when you die, are you gonna have your memories with you? You know, and I've always thought about that. I'm like, you know, how do you have the the bad with the good memories? You know, and he kind of thinks, you know, that your memories will be purified, so you'll. Just remember the good, you know, mm. the, 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 because you're going to be in heaven, hopefully. So you're just going to remember the good stuff, the, and the good about people, good about stuff you did. You won't remember the bad or the, the, the evil stuff that was maybe happening with you or around you, you know, and I thought that was kind of cool. I would go, I sure hope it's like that, you know, yeah. I, I would love to remember people I met that were good, yeah. you know, up there, but yeah. There's other people you don't care to ever remember. Yeah, there's a bunch I don't even <laughs> want to even think about. That, that's interesting. I, I would think you'd have to remember the bad because how, how do you know the good well, without the bad? Well, when you're baptized, you, yeah. you, you, you know, get a remission of your sins. Right. So your, your sins are gone, those that you were baptized. So I, I could kind of see where you get there and yeah. that the an bad is yeah. bad and you won't be able to reside in the presence of the big guy so yeah i can see that and i i i mean i really would like to see some guys and and have the same kind of relationship you know yeah. oh hey i remember this you know and that would be cool you know <laughs> my problem will be i just don't remember anything my mind just i just forget <sighs> so oh hopefully well, that flood not, of memories will come back well yeah sometimes forgetting's good though that's yeah. the wife you know she's <laughs> my wife has to forget a lot of things yeah see or uh <laughs> i'd be in trouble all the time well i am in trouble all the time just yeah it would luckily, continue on luckily it don't matter <laughs> yeah you know? she'll, forget, <laughs> she'll forget you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah well but i would love to love to 
give you a report on it coming back because I'm going to try to – they have a weird weekend schedule, you know, so Thursday at night and Sunday at noon you got to be back to the base. So trying to get over to a, a ward. They have a ward in uh, Tel Aviv, and I would like to go there, you know. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Um, I know they shipped the BYU students out from Jerusalem. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the conflict or the war? Yeah. They've shipped them out. To well, and they've tightened up travel there too, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like it's getting back to kind of regular air travel. Gotcha. So it'll either be El Al or Delta to get, get over there. For a minute, though, it was pretty tight. Yeah. Right? It was, it's like yeah. almost don't go kind of a thing. If you had something scheduled, don't do it. Yeah. Gotcha. But we're going to try to. Cool. Go where we shouldn't go, I'm sure. <laughs> you need that truck taking the guys, I'll do it for you. Let me, let me take her <laughs> over there for you. We expect a full report, Bill. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, and uh, Don't worry, I won't add any chili to the dog. It'll probably be exciting enough. Because <laughs> Monty, yeah, right. yeah, Monty's going, so yeah. you know Monty. Yeah, yeah. So, Good yeah. deal, man. I, th- I think we need to do one of these, and then uh, we ought to just do it. Where do you, get, do you go to Alaska to go fishing? Dude, that's where we need to do a mobile. That's what I was just going to say, do a mobile one. We talk about this, and we just need to do it. I've need. To... i I've offered and begged and pleaded. Hey, this is my first invite. I got. I, oh, let's uh, go. I'm in. September? Sep- Silver September. It's right during the elk rest, so you got you got to oh make boy. sure you don't have an elk tag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Because that's, that's when it goes. If you can go that second week of September, you'll you'll kill it. We uh, That'd be fun. Would be. Just the experience. <laughs> I'm oh. an experienced guy. I have no expectations. Well, I like, mean, unless you're my buddy Monty that has a hard time identifying a fish, um, we can get you. <laughs> we can don't have him identify your fish. I'll <laughs> identify it for you. But uh, we can we can catch some fish, dude. I mean, if you can't catch them there, you can't catch them. Though. You're just not catching them. I, you know, we're using a treble hook, a weighted treble hook in the ocean. You can snag them in the ocean. That's awesome. So you see them swimming like little geese. You know, they do the little triangle going through the water and you just throw it right in front of it and yank it and you're Snag calling it. it a piece of plywood you know because it's you know <laughs> yeah. 15 pound fish on its dorsal fins is a fight but man you yeah, yeah. ruins you for fishing back here oh i don't i hardly fish here yeah i mean yeah you have to catch something like that a big old silver oh silver what what are you gonna do with a uh, six inch trout out yeah. of community up here you know use it yeah. for bait for a halibut or something <laughs> but yeah you can uh, yeah. we can get you there and back for two thousand, pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty good. It's a bargain. Sounds like a deal to me. I mean, Let's you'll go. be you'll be tired of eating fish by the end of the trip, but yeah. Well, I'm see, like I'm not a big fish. I'm not a big fish eater guy, but oh. I've never really had good fish. <laughs> fish oh, man, that salmon right out of the river. It's good. Oh, we're right out of the ocean. Yeah, the bears think so. Oh, the bears are. You'll see bears. Can Can you get a bear tag? You can. Legally, you can't shoot them 100 yards of the river. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that. How hard is it to drag them? <laughs> drag the fish. <laughs> I heard them. Oh, yeah, you get hurt them. Yeah. But, man, you you step that far off the river, and you're into, like, rainforest. You know? Yeah, yeah, And oh, yeah, you yeah. can't. Then all of a sudden, you're getting hunted. And yeah. it's the willows, and now you're a dead guy. Uh, I've, I've had a bear me to you. I mean, I've hit it with my fishing pole. Did you guys ever watch that documentary about the idiot that went up there thinking he could talk to the bears? Yes. And he, and he got eight. <laughs> yes. Did you ever see that? No. Pim, t- Treadwell, thinks his name. Yeah, and it was so, something about like. He's this hippie dude that thought he could. With communi- a band. Like he went in there like a Oh, band the bus. Or, bus. No, 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 no. So I was this, thinking the bus. Oh, maybe this is a different guy, though. Oh. There's that bus guy, yes, but this is a guy. And that, he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. 
But this guy, this I think it's his name's Timothy Treadwell. Oh. I think I can't remember. Anyway, he thought he could talk to the Bears, and the Bears just were misunderstood. You know, they're not <laughs> what everybody thinks they are. So he went up there and he, uh, did, did, he went to the what they call the Grizzly Maze, where there's a bunch of these Grizzlies. I guess did they understand him? Oh, they understood him. <laughs> they understood him real well. But he he kind of got in their little culture, his little thing oh, for a little while, right. and then one day the the bush pilot was supposed to go pick him up, flies over there and seizes the remains of. <laughs> of this guy and his girlfriend that he drug in there. That was the bad part. Oh. He drug this she make it too? Oh, she got, she got, they ate them both. Yeah, they got yeah. hungry. But yeah. them, them pilots still probably build them though. <laughs> it, yeah, it ain't cheap to fly up there. But yeah. my word. You gotta look <laughs> them, that up. Them grizzlies t- just kind of treated them like chickens. Like they had pl- plenty to eat all oh, yeah. year long, but let's keep let's, these two let's, humans. These two right here. Yeah. <laughs> then it, it got, then they got hungry. Like, ah, we're out of food. Let's oh, eat man. our chickens. But we can, yeah, we can get you. And I think next year we're gonna have a boat of our own, a little a zodiac. So we can you go, go every year. Uh huh. Even you haven't missed a year for how many well, years? Well, I have. I missed the the Corona years because I oh, just yeah, couldn't right. deal with that yeah. crap. Although, but we've been going up since like two thousand nine, eight nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to figure it out. Oh yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I could save you probably, you know, two thousand just on what not to do. Um, yeah. You know, it's, and that's half the battle. No way. How much fish can you get home? How much you want to bring home? I mean, how much you, do you typically bring I, home? I, two boxes, fifty pounds. Fifty pounds of I smoke mean, uh, of smoked salmon. No, no, I no, I just got that. I had them do that. Just I wanted to see how they did it. You know how yeah. it tasted. So I had them smoke some. Uh, so most of it's just just fillets. Just fillets. F- f- two, I usually bring two boxes of fifty pounds each. Wow, that's a lot of fish. And it gets you through. But if we get the the boat, we can do bottom fishing, so we can get halibut, Ooh. lean cod, yeah, rock bass, sea bass, you know. All them Let's people. talk more serious about it this year. Well, I'm yeah. going. We already got a date. Yeah. I think it's. Have you already got? Have you got a people booked? Like you no, got no spots just, filled. You want four or eight? Because if you go on a boat, a charter boat, they want four. If you take three, three of fours at least. Yeah. yeah, if you take three, you're still paying for four. Yeah. So. It's just better off taking the four. And then the place we stay, um, they have a two, a four, and a six, and a six cabin. But they only charge it by the bed. So if there, if there's five of us, we go in the six room, six cabin one. and Pay for five. Yeah, pay for five. But we've right known on. them for years, and they're they're pretty good with us. How, how long do you go for? A week. But I got some things. So I might have to go up there a couple weeks. You know, I meet you guys. Yeah. You come the second week and the. Cause Avery wants to go. Oh, cool! So I got to I got gear her up there. Why? Cool. Can still get up there. She's a senior too, right? She'll no, be... two more years. Two more years. So she's a sophomore. But, yeah, but Hunter's been there, but Avery hasn't. Time to get Avery up. Yeah, right Good on. And it's cool is having little kids catch fish like that. Cause oh, I've seen just Trevor. Yeah. Um, Hunter, he had a hard time reeling them in. You know. <laughs> yeah, they take off and. <laughs> There's a waterfall. If they get over the waterfall, they're gone. You might as well just cut your line because you never get them back up over the waterfall. That's so, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, if it gets you up there. I'm telling you, you won't be, be disappointed. Let's do it. Be way fun. Let's do it. Let's start with a fishing trip and on we'll do like a bear or moose or hunt sometime. That'd be you cool. You can. They have wolves there, too. Yeah. On the island. That's the north end of the island, but they have wolves there. Really? There's one on the wall where we stay <laughs> that he got north, a north Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales is that where like they have like little, the little deer too? The coo- or the blacktail sitka? Yeah. yeah, is that where sitka. they're? Yeah, they're they're literally about you know that big. They're like about what 
uh, caliber of deer we have around our mountain. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting there. The, the Sam Pete Blacktail. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Did you see that video Gary Olson posted yeah. of that rut oh, deer? I laughed so hard. Gary Olson shared a video of a buck. Oh, it's just nothing like the the rut in Sam Pete. You know, <laughs> and you you could you couldn't zoom into that video and see the buck's horns. Oh. I mean, it was so small. It was a blacktail. Yeah, it was tiny. Yeah, it, it's the big, biggest buck on our mountain. Doing, doing yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to get into that. Yeah. that that's a whole that's a, topic that, for another day. Yeah, yeah, is. We're an hour 15 in. Let's close her. Bill, closer. you're a good man. Thanks Thank for joining you. us, pal. Th- yep, yeah, thanks no for problem. being here, man. Okay. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time.